Take two. Last episode, we told you your way was not necessarily the best way. Now this episode, we're going to talk to you about which way is the right way. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Did you get that? I did. You like the The devil didn't want us to get this episode started, but we did. Took us a while. (laughs) Call me the devil. I didn't. I just didn't want to give you too much real estate at the start of that video. You'd use it against us. You know, pray, pray, folks. Yeah. If you want to make your way to one of these episodes and have an appearance, the easiest way is to leave us a review. You could also be one of those five-star pastors that have all the Bible bombs, which, you know, like me, for example, I'll never do it. Um, but the easiest way, anyone, say, any listener, amen, can leave us a digital amen. A digital amen. On Apple Podcasts or on our YouTube channel. And this Apple Podcast review is the epitome of what we do this podcast for. All right. Five stars. The title is... Well, we're off to a good start. We like that. This is my digital amen. Ah! I listen to most of my podcasts while driving or working at my desk. Preaching is too intense for me to listen to casually. This strikes a great balance. Meaty content at a conversational pace. Pure apostolic content. And that is from Kara, I believe. Oh, wow. Thank you, Apple Podcast listener. Hey, give her an amen. Amen. Come on, can I get an amen? Yeah, here it comes. There we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's going to be the new, the new, um, the new response. Whenever you leave us a review, we'll give you an amen. amen to that. On the show. Producer, say amen. 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 Thank you for that. All right. If you haven't listened to part one of this mini series on the way, I would recommend you do that before you listen to this episode. We're not telling you not to listen to us, but, uh, my sense is we're going to jump right into stuff that we were talking about. Um, so let's do that. Last week. Yes. We were talking about Moses and his father-in-law. Um, and I wanted to ask you a question. So his father-in-law looks at Moses being stampeded by all these people dealing with issues. Mm-hmm. And you brought up the point of when Moses said, and his father-in-law, teach them the way. Yes. And then if they learn the way, then they'll probably not have to come back to you all the time and ask you about you know, all those issues. Right. So from your perspective as a pastor, is there a danger if you don't choose to do that or your leadership style is more having everybody ask you about everything all the time? Wouldn't that like create a monster? If you're yeah. always just having these people ask you what to eat for supper kind of stuff? Yeah, there's there's pitfalls on on all sides of this discussion, mm-hmm. first and foremost. So this is not to be perceived as encouraging people to not talk to their pastor. Right, absolutely. Because you always have that element mm-hmm. that 
well, I didn't want to talk to my pastor because he's too busy. When the reality is, is you just wanted to go ahead and do it, do it your way. I right? did it my way. Yeah. We should have cued that. Your, your rendition of that is just not. I think YouTube would flag us if we played it. Evil beat. They may tech. flag us anyway. You just want to do it. Yeah, I want the royalties. Yes, I want the royalties here. They might go cut, cut, cut. Like, what is he doing to that song? So this is not about discouraging that necessary relationship with Moses, Mm -hmm. okay? But there is a danger, and this is rooted in the idea that man's ways are not God's ways. God's ways are above man's ways. You cannot... um, The danger, let me come back to your question. Mm -hmm. What's the the danger? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it creates a bit of a messiahship complex, maybe, mm-hmm. in in Moses, mm-hmm. because it becomes the people are more tied to him for the answer than they are to the principles of mm-hmm. God, and that is that is something that is very troubling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the folks that I'm privileged to to lead, mm-hmm. I want them tied rooted, grounded in the principles of God. Mm-hmm. So when they would come to Moses, and we, we talked about this last week, they would come to Moses and he would make it known to them, this is what you should do in the dilemma that you are in. Mm-hmm. If you're in a dilemma, you do need, you get, get to Moses. Mm-hmm. If you're not in a dilemma, and this is what Jethro was encouraging Moses to do, back it up a bit, farther farther of farther up the chain and mm-hmm. teach these people mm-hmm. before they get into this situation this is what you can do to keep from getting in this situation it's the it's the proverbial uh, do I buy them a fish or do I teach them to fish mm-hmm. so you will continually have to make things known if you don't teach people hmm. we cannot expect a man, to be able to align himself to the ways of God without teaching that man. It is not natural for a man's ways to be in alignment with God's ways. So the the bridge over the chasm between God's ways and man's ways needs to be a bridge called teaching. Mm -hmm. They've got to be taught. This is what we do. This is how we respond when we've been accused, this is how we respond to offense. This is how we handle our finances. This is, this is what we do when our marriage is going through a little bit of a lull. This is how I handle my kids, how I treat my in-laws. This is how I handle myself on the job. You, mm. you get it? There's a, there's a biblical way. We've talked about this greater concept for really the last four episodes on we need an understanding. Mm-hmm. How do I conduct myself in a way that's pleasing to the Lord? Because when a man does that, that's where blessing is, favor is, that's where purposes are. That's when when we get the convergence of how a man is acting in alignment with the will of God, amazing things happen. So that's that's what I feel the fear is Mm. of, of a Moses creating a monster, if you will, or a or a dysfunctional view of his role in leading people. I mean, it put you under a lot of pressure, too. Yes. 
hundreds of people asking you all of these questions. <laughs> yeah, and, and what about this for a consideration? It mm-hmm. can become something that stunts revival. Oh, well. Yeah. Because you can only handle so much. So if, if you're wanting to continue the growth track that you're on, then you've got to take the time, and teaching takes time. Sometimes it's easier to make something known than it is to teach it. That's so right. You're, That's, you're yeah. sitting in my office, and yep. your marriage is a train wreck. Um, okay, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But really, maybe a marriage retreat would have been in order. Or, or maybe preventative absolutely. teaching. So I don't want the lack of teaching and the demand of being so hands-on mm. to become something that is counterproductive to me reaching the community that I'm in. Um, we, we have to. We have to keep this revival rolling. And what do you want your pastor spending his time on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you tell about an elder that after service would talk to folks, but like there was limits. Oh yeah. 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 He said the, the, the majority of situations that are brought to him, mm-hmm. he could respond to them in 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You get 90 seconds. Oof. All right. Yeah. Now there was a few things. I'm sure there was exceptions, yeah. but yeah, but the majority of, of counsel yeah. happened right at the front of the church mm-hmm. and you get 90 seconds. You can't fix it in 90. Yeah. You better get your story in line. And really, it comes down to this. A lot of the answers, and again, please, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow up the connection between you and your man of God. No, no. But the majority of the situations in your life, your answer can come from the Word of God across the pulpit. If you're listening. Right? Mm-hmm. That's where it needs to happen. That's where it needs to happen. In the context of teaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. Psalms 25 and 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, will he teach sinners in the way. In the way. That is the dynamic of preaching, of breaking down the word of God, parsing it, presenting it in such a way that people can grab it, that a sinner can say, This is the way I'm supposed to be acting. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. How do I reconcile this relationship? There is a way that seems right to a man, and then there's a way that God says, no, do it this way. Mm -hmm. And you can be taught that way. Mm -hmm. You can be taught that way. And so that's what he said. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, will he teach sinners in the way and and. I think I mentioned this last week, but a a concern that I have is that if we don't adopt this approach to apostolic leadership, Mm -hmm. then we have people more concerned about pleasing their pastor than they do the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you please the Lord, you'll make me happy. Mm. Right? Right. But there's times that people can fool a Moses. And you can be pleasing Moses and still not pleasing the Lord. And and so if I'm not with you, and then I have to begin operating, my office becomes the office of policing the affairs of people Mm -hmm. from morning till evening, and that's just too heavy. Everything grinds to a stop. Mm -hmm. 
Everything grinds to a and stop. And you remember Elder Copeland preaching about Christians first. At Antioch. Yeah. Yes. Just be a good Christian. Absolutely. And that solves a lot of problems. It does. Fixes a lot of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Powerful stuff. The, um, the reality of this discussion is really seen in, in Psalms 119. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a short little chapter, so we'll do the, we'll do the whole chapter. <laughs> I was going to say, we're reading the whole thing? Yeah, we'll, we'll just, everybody grab your thick book. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, if, if you are really wanting to dive into the full depths of this, you need to go read Psalms 119. You can read it in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And notice the repetitive referencing to a man's ways versus the way. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we, we're, we've highlighted a few, but, but I, I want to put a little boots on the ground application mm-hmm. to that may be able to help somebody that's listening today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if you, you've been successful in telling me, Pastor McKillop, that my ways are probably contrary to the ways of God, how do I remedy that? Is there a way to reconcile yeah. that? And, and how do I go about that? Exactly. And Psalms 119 gives us a good pattern. Start with verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. In the way. Who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. These people that are undefiled in the way and walk in the law of the Lord, what do they do? They also do no iniquity. Well, there there. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're in the right way and you're walking according to the law of the Lord, which you don't, you don't residence or uh, uh, you don't, you don't innately know mm-hmm. what the way of the Lord is. That has to be taught to you. You have to ingest mm-hmm. that. That is not something that's resident within you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But once you know the way of the Lord and you walk in the way of the Lord, that gives you dominion over iniquity. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do know iniquity. They walk in his ways. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Now that is a prayer request. If every one of our listeners mm-hmm. would make that a daily prayer. Oh, you could almost pick up the passionate cry of the psalmist when he is saying, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. That is what Moses needs to focus on. Teach that. Mm -hmm. Show me, Pastor, how to get my ways in alignment with the statutes and ways of God. I don't believe that anybody that is taking the time to listen to this podcast is someone that is some rebel, rabble-rousing... Uh, iniquity craving individual. We want to do better. Mm. We do really want our ways to become harmoniously aligned Mm. to the way of God. Yes, sir. That needs to be, first of all, a prayer request. Let my ways become aligned to thy statutes. Mm. Okay. And then it's almost like he picks up the heartbeat dropping down to verse nine. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? So there's the question. Hopefully, Mm. 
hopefully if you've been listening to us now this last few minutes, you find yourself in that camp. Mm-hmm. I, I, want, I, I want to cleanse that. My way, God's way. Right. Mm-hmm. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Oh. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy By, word uh, have I a, hid in mine heart. This is so simple. That I might not sin against thee. But this is, this is the foundational, fundamental core of acquiring and aligning your ways to God. you got to dive into the book. Mm-hmm. Sure. you got to ask his word. God, put your word in me. Mm-hmm. There is something eternal. There is something settling about the word of God. When I am unsettled, if I can get a word, it'll settle me. Even when everything around me is still tumultuous, mm-hmm. I can be settled by one word. We need to get the word of God hidden in our hearts. If our saints, if we as children of God have ever needed to be word-based people, it is now. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. Mm -hmm. The volume of the ways of man is cranked higher than it has ever been cranked. It's being promoted on media, Social media is being promoted on the job site. They are there are evangelists for humanistic ways like we have never seen heretofore, mm-hmm. and we need saints that are solid in the Word, that know it is written, and this is what you respond to that temptation. This is how you respond to that accusation. This is how you how you contradict that vain philosophy mm-hmm. or imagination. Mm-hmm. It's got to be word-based. And if you get the word down in your heart, he's pretty clear here, mm-hmm. you won't sin. Quite a promise. Thy word have I hid. A good question to ask yourself is, what are, what are you hiding in your heart anyway? Mm-hmm. It could be contributing. <sighs> wow. It could be contributing. If it's not the word, if it's a grudge, if it's offense, if it's yeah. if it's mm. some vain philosophy, it can be contributing to the loss of equilibrium. Man, we could have a discussion about guarding your heart. Oh, it's like a library, isn't it? It is. You stack stuff in there. It is. Go on to verse twenty nine. One nineteen twenty nine says, "Remove from me the way of lying." The what now? The, the way oh, of lying. Oh, you mean there's way. a way to do that? Mm-hmm. There's a way? It has this dedicated path. Yeah. Right. I have chosen the way of truth. The way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before <sighs> me. Okay, last week we talked about this. There's more than one way to get from Egypt to the promised land. Mm-hmm. There is. There's numerous ways, ways, according to a man. Mm -hmm. Some of them are shorter than even the way that God takes. But there's only one divinely ordered way for Israel to get from Egypt to the promised land. Only one. And it's going to be marked by the cloud of of, uh, pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. You're going to follow supernatural um, signposts, if you will, to to get you from here to there. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Nobody just shows up at heaven at the end of any old road that they chose that they chose. Not all roads get to get you to Rome and not all roads get you home. You have got to follow the way to get you from here to there. Mm-hmm. So one of the parallel tracks mm-hmm. to the way of truth is the way of lying. The way of lying. The way. Wow. People drive on that boulevard, folks. <laughs> yep. Lying to themselves, lying to everyone around them. Absolutely. Living a lie, believing a lie. Wow. You, you, you see this. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God, and God gave them up, sending them a strong delusion that they would believe a lie yep. and be damned. Hmm. Now listen, the way... And I've seen this. I've seen people that have slipped into compromise and have have taken the bait of Satan, if you will, mm-hmm. or or should we ascribe it to its rightful source? God sent them a delusion. Mm-hmm. They fight for that delusion the same way I fight for truth, mm-hmm. and they promote a lie just like it's the truth. And, and we sit there and we are baffled by it because this used to be someone that defended truth. This used to be someone that had embraced truth. And they literally left the way of truth and started walking on the way of a lie or the way of error. Hmm. This takes me back to our opening in, in Psalms 119 and 5. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Get off the way of lying. Now listen, this, this, goes, this goes much broader than just doctrinal implications. Mm-hmm. In fact, the majority of folks that have, that have left our, our local assembly are folks that didn't leave over a doctrinal difference necessarily, mm-hmm. but they bought into a lie. So true. Yes, so true. Okay, I'm not saying that you are a liar. I'm saying that, that, that the story wasn't exactly how it was presented to you. Mm. But you believed it, mm-hmm. and you bought the fact that brother so-and-so had said something against you, or mm-hmm. that the leadership had done this, or that had happened, or your parents, or your siblings, or the Sunday school teacher, and it's a lie, and they're on that track. Yeah, they've got off the right track, and they're on it now. Right, mm-hmm. but likewise, there's nothing more refreshing than seeing someone leave that mm. and return to the way of truth. Mm-hmm. Now, now continue to to read, dropping verse down to 100. verse 100. Told you it's a short chapter. I understand more than the agents because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. Okay, so notice this. I've refrained my feet from every evil way. How did you do that? Because back in verse number 9, uh, sorry, verse number 11, I put the word in my heart that I might not sin against God. And so I kept my feet from every evil way so that I might keep thy word. So see how the word starts and the word finishes it. Yep. Once the word's hidden in you, it gives you the dominion to walk the right path. And then you're motivated to walk the right path because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose the word. Mm-hmm. You want to keep the word. Right. It's a cyclical journey yep. of the word keeping you walking the right way. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. Well... There's the answer. Yeah. You didn't just make something known to me. Mm. You taught me. You didn't just rescue me from the ditch. You showed me the guardrails. 
and oh, you said, man. this big, is it. Big difference. Don't take the corner any higher speed than this. You mm-hmm. taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste? Mm. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Oh, I want to come back to that, but let's let's read verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a, and light. a light unto my path. Ah, it illuminates the next step. It keeps me, mm-hmm. it keeps me navigating the way. So while I'm trying to bring my ways and converge them with the ways of God, the word is what illuminates that path and it keeps me going the right way. It keeps me on the way of truth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Going back to verse 104, therefore, why? Because I have the understanding that I need through thy precepts. Mm-hmm. Because the word has been hidden in my heart because mm-hmm. I have been taught. Now I hate every false way. Mm -hmm. Now that is something that I have prayed of late Mm -hmm. in a society that has run amok and lost its grasp on truth in any shape or form. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, to first of all detect that which is false mm-hmm. and then hate that which is false. Now here is something that I think we need to hunker down on just for a moment. And, and, it, and it's this fact. As the apostolic church, we have learned what we need to fall in love with. Yeah. We've mastered, I believe, by and large, falling in love with our doctrine, falling in love with our with the truth, this new birth message the essentiality of water baptism in Jesus' name, repentance and filling of the Holy Ghost. We, we love that, our, our lifestyle. We preach a lot about it. We, we try, to, um, we try to, to make sure that our future generations are embracing it and we're preserving yeah. it. Love the message. Love, yeah, love, yeah. love, love, love. Yeah. Here, here's going to be a sound clipper's dream right here. Mm. But there needs to be a revival of hate in the church. Oh, my. What did you just say? <laughs> he said it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end it right there. All right. Yep. Start hating. Church doesn't hate enough. All right. You just want me to hate everybody? Just, just man, if you are going to be successful... In staying true to the way of truth, mm-hmm. then you not only have to love what God loves, but you have to hate what God hates. Hmm. And we kind of shy away from that. Yeah, you're right, we do, yeah. In the apostolic ranks, because there is this connotation that hate is this evil thing. Mm-hmm. But it it's, it's my submission that if we don't start hating some of the things that God hates, we will soon lose the grip that we have on the things that God loves. Mm-hmm. So the embrace that I have on holiness and the embrace that I have on our message and the embrace that I have on our apostolic lifestyle, mm-hmm. I love it. That is not tongue-in-cheek. I love it. I love every part of this way. But we've got to start hating the things that God hates. We've got to hate sin. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty generic thing, but but the the problem is is when you find yourself slipping back into the ways of man, 
it's quite likely because you've ceased hating iniquity, mm. hating sin, mm. hating offense. Okay, right. so let's let's look a little bit. We're, we're, we're instructed here that if you're going to walk in the way of truth, you've got to hate every other false way. That's right. You have to hate it. Let's look at this a little bit closer. There are, there are, and, and this is why the church knows how to hate. Boy, this is going to be right out there on the ragged edge. I love it. This gives us ratings. The church knows how to hate. They just don't know how to hate the right things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're good at hating. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We blow off our just, lid at everything. Yeah. It's just you're, you're, you are submitting, Pastor McKillop, that we don't do it the right way. Because hmm. I've heard some people hate on some... Read Leviticus 19 and 17. Leviticus 19, 17 says, Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Yes. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. The fact mm. that he has to warn us against that mm. lets us know that's a very likely mm. occurrence. Wow, at the end of that verse, and thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Oh, is that good? Ouch. Is that good? I want to go through a list here, and we don't have time for all the references, mm-hmm. but th- this, is, this is 12 things that I've found in Scripture mm-hmm. that we are supposed to hate mm-hmm. or that God hates. Okay? Mm-hmm. Vain thoughts. Psalms mm-hmm. 119. Mm-hmm. Every false way. Psalms 119. Mm-hmm. Lying. Psalms 119. Evil. Mm-hmm. Psalms 97 and 10. A proud look. Proverbs 617. A lying tongue. Proverbs 616. Hands that shed innocent blood. Proverbs 617. A heart that plans wicked imaginations. Proverbs 616. 18, feet that are swift in running to mischief, Proverbs 6, 18, a false witness and one who sows discord among brethren, Proverbs 6, 19, and iniquity, Hebrews 1 and 9. We are supposed to hate vain thoughts, false ways, lying, evil, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Hearts that plan wicked imaginations, feet swift in running to mischief, a false witness, one who sows discord and iniquity. Mm. We're supposed to hate. That's the list. Don't love any of that stuff. Don't love it. No. Don't love it. No. The problem is that it's easier to hate a brother than it is to hate some of the stuff that's on this list. If I was as quick to hate the heart that I have that would would lead me into an imagination that was wicked. Mm-hmm. Man, we all have that. <laughs> we all got it. Yep. If I was as quick to wake to 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 hate that part of me mm-hmm. as I am to hate you for what you do, mm-hmm. I'd be in better control of me. Wow. I want you to notice this, 
and, 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 and this is an alarming thing to me, the criticalness that can creep in to the mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. okay, where from a thousand miles away, and we can thank social media for this mm-hmm. and the, 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 the ease that we have at networking with people around the world. Getting it, bits, bits of information. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes it very easy to form an opinion about something that you don't even have all the facts about. Woo. There's a critical spirit that can, that can emerge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fear that I have is that, and, and nobody likes to be on the receiving end of this, mm-hmm. but I think if we're honest with ourselves, we probably at one point or another have all struggled a bit with this. Did you hear? Did you? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just put this little caveat out there. Thank God for true friends. Mm-hmm. Then if you hear something, call me. Talk to me about it. <laughs> Isn't that a novel idea? <laughs> right? I'd rather post about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? But this is what he hates. Now, I want to point out a, a, a little observation here. Mm-hmm. Out of these 12 things, mm-hmm. only two of them are people. The rest of them are either objects or parts or actions of people. Vain thoughts. Mm. Okay? He doesn't say, say that you hate the guy with vain thoughts. Yeah, like that, that producer Randy is a vain person. I hate him. Yeah. Right? Okay, how about this? A proud look? Is that kind of... Mm. You, that's the co-host. Mm. Oh, that's the co-host. Okay. He doesn't say you hate the guy mm. that has a proud look. You, just you hate, hate the proud look. Just hate the look. The lying, the evil. Yeah, are, are you tracking with me? That guy's a liar. I hate him. Right. No, you hate what he's doing. Yeah, so true. You hate what he's doing. Mm. What, what, okay. Now, I want, you to, I want you to be processing what we're talking about with the ways of men versus the ways of God. Mm. As a man, my way is to conflate mm-hmm. the proud look and make a proud man out of it. Yep, yep. And my way is to respond to that man and say, I hate that man. Yeah. My, my way is to look at the hands that shed innocent blood and conflate the hands that shed innocent blood with a man that murders. That's right. When you just say he's a bad guy, you write him off. And Exactly. You wreck him totally, and there's no chance of ever reconciliation because you just totally destroyed him. Exactly. Right. In your mind. In your mind. Yeah. Yep. You write him off and move on. Yes. <laughs> because really emotionally, that's the easier thing to do. Oh, yes. That's the cheap way out. Close the book. Done. Right. Mm-hmm. But we have no authority to hate that man. He is clearly delineating between the action mm-hmm. and the man, the tongue that lies, the heart that plans wicked imaginations. He, he definitely gives two, though, mm-hmm. that he said, I hate. And I, I want us to read that. If you could read Proverbs 6, um, 16 to 19. All right. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. Okay, here we go. So with this is the first reference to a person. To a person mm-hmm. in totality. Yep. I understand hands, tongue, hearts, mind, 
But but now he has segued into mm-hmm. a false witness. a false witness that speaketh lies. So yeah. in other words, now get this: God hates this. Mm-hmm. Keep this in mind with what we've been talking about: that you're not out to please Moses; you're out to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's right. This is not something. This is not something that we're talking about to make your pastor happy. Mm-hmm. This is what makes God mad. He hates it. Mm-hmm. A false witness that speaketh lies. So in other words, when there is a false accusation, he despises the witness that props up the false accusation. Oh, man. He hates that person. And there's one more. And he that soweth discord among brethren. Wow. Wow. He really doesn't like it when someone tries to split up what he loves. Don't be that guy. Wow. He that soweth discord among the brethren. Man. Come on, let's go for a coffee. Okay, what, 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 what's up, man? Well, I just want to talk to you. You know that guy? Mm-mm-mm. See who pastor's using? Yeah, rah, rah. Just sowing away. Now listen, Moses may never hear about that. But you need to know how God feels about that. Mm-hmm. Again, I think this was in the last episode. But the 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 the, the greatest threats to the church are not external; they are internal. The devil wants your church to blow up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. If you know that somebody's sowing discord, you need to put some space between you and that. Wow. God hates that. Okay, mm-hmm. the only two elements that he that he addresses the whole of the person is he who props up a false story and gives a witness to it, and he who sows discord. The rest is separate the man from the action. Mm-hmm. What a merciful God! What would happen if the church would adopt the way of God and hate the sin but love the sinner? Yeah. And hate what the backslider did, but love the backslider. Mm-hmm. What? But but that's not a normal humanistic response. Mm-hmm. That is one where your way has to be brought to the ways of God, mm-hmm. and there has to be an aligning of yourself and a submitting to. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm supposed to view this. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hate my brother. I need to hate sin. But boy, the carnal side of us. Likes to put the action in with the person every time. We don't like separating that, do we? But come on, can you be honest with yourself? Has there been any time that God has separated your action from you? I'm sure glad he does. Absolutely. (laughs) Have mercy. I didn't mean to do that, God. That wasn't really me. (laughs) And really, how many times has your pastor done it? How many many times has your brother in the church done it? Mm. They, they, They forgave you. You're you're not the exception to the rule. Yeah, you say, look, they did that, but they really didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So can you can you forgive someone for an offense, or can you be offended and and still love the offender? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this numerous times. <clears throat> it's it's surprising to me that more people are not offended by preaching. Preaching is confrontational. Sure. Mm-hmm. You put one man standing up in front of a few hundred people, or more or less, for hours a, a month, 
hours, invariably he's going to say something that would go sideways with somebody. Mm -hmm. The fact that a church can stay united through that is that there is a collective group of people that are that that their sincere desire is I want my ways to please the Lord, and preaching is a dynamic that makes that happen. Mm-hmm. It makes it happen. Let's look at what we're supposed to love. Okay, <clears throat> there's sixteen different sure. things, and man, I've got way more references than what I'll refer to here. Sure, hope the co-host is not in this list. Yeah, see. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a reason we were doing this. Mm-hmm. We're just having a little staff meeting today, folks. Uh, yeah, uh, glad you could join us. What am I supposed to love? God, mm-hmm. according to Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Mm-hmm. Your neighbors, Leviticus 19, 18. That's me. Strangers, Deuteronomy 10 and 19. Salvation, Psalms 40 and 16. God's name, Psalm 69, 36. God's word, Psalms 119, 113. Wisdom, Proverbs 4 and 6. Good, Amos 5, 15. Mercy, Micah 6 and 8. Truth, Zechariah 8 and 19. Peace, Zechariah 8 and 19. Are you ready for this one? Enemies. That's me. <laughs> Matthew 5, 44. <laughs> one another. Yep. Yeah. Saints. Brethren, John 13, Ephesians 1, 1 Peter 3, husbands, wives, children. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're tracking with me here, but when you contrast how we're supposed to hate and what we're supposed to hate, Mm. the column of what we're supposed to hate is comprised much more of actions and very much less of, of individuals, mm-hmm. but the column of the things we are supposed to love is comprised a lot less of things and actions yeah. and a lot more of people. Yeah. Yes, we're supposed to love salvation, the word of God, wisdom, good, mercy, truth, peace. We're supposed to love all of those, but we're supposed to love God, our neighbors, strangers. All of this is people. Yep, every that time. That do actions that maybe even be in the other column. Uh, you still got to love them. But you still got to love them. Enemies that for sure do the actions in the other column. Saints, brethren, husbands, wives, children. Churches are supposed to love each other. Fellow pastors are supposed to love each other. Oh, boy. This this is supposed to be be God's way. Wow. Boy, man's way isn't that. Man's ways are not that. Are, are not that way. No, we like to we like to segregate into tribes, don't we? <clears throat> we do, right? But do you know what that guy did? Yeah. Ah, uh, you can hate what he did, yeah. but you can't hate the yeah. doer. Yeah. yeah. And man's ways is the opposite. The only exceptions are if it's sowing discord yeah. and a false witness. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you're not supposed to hate your brother. Man, this comes yeah. back to our fellowship episodes, you know, yeah. where you look for reasons. To fellowship instead of reasons not to. Right. 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 Evidently, you can find reasons to love someone regardless of their actions. Yes. And you should, obviously. I mean, every person pretty well alive fits into, you know, enemies, one another, neighbors, strangers, or family. That's pretty much everybody that you know. That's that's pretty well the gamut. (laughs) You've you've pretty well run the gamut. (laughs) 
right? And this this is what was evident if 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 our listeners can can reach back to the last episode. This is what Moses was dealing with. The questions were a whole lot less about where the cloud was leading them, where the fire was leading them. And they centered a whole lot more about internal issues. You know it. You know it. Internal issues, morning to evening. Make it known unto me. Problems from tent to tent. Right. Yeah. Love your neighbor. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Love the stranger. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, but you don't know what he did. Hate what he did. Love who did it. Mm. Now, that, that's the anecdote to becoming a bitter old soul mm. is learning the ways of God and saying, I'm going to differentiate between the action and the actor. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is, I can still love you even though you disappointed me. I can still love you even though you hurt me. Hmm. I can still love you, though you are still offending. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there are there are people. I hate the offense. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I hate that you lied about me. Right. But I still, every love you. church has their own. But but we've been through persecution. We have we have faced it as mm-hmm. a church. Mm-hmm. This is not about making a stump out of this or becoming a victim. I don't hate those people. No. I won't. Hate those people. Well, how come you're not doing anything about it? Well, just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. I hate what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I love those people. Mm-hmm. And the moment that there was a shade of a turn towards leaving the way of lying and coming back to the way of truth, it is incumbent upon me not to react from my broken human condition, mm-hmm. but to react from the ways of God and say, welcome back home. I forgive you. That's probably the human side of that prodigal's brother who just couldn't get over the fact that his brother's being welcomed back in and partying and that's the whole you know man he evidently has some hate going on for his brother he couldn't separate what his brother did that's right from who his brother was saw what his brother did to his dad you know yep but i suppose if you could ever learn to keep the actions the source of your hate when there is reconciliation, it makes it a whole lot easier. Yes. Because you haven't, you haven't hated that person in your heart. It's a whole lot harder to build that bridge. Yeah, and, and maybe I could say this too. So this revival of hate that, that the apostolic church needs mm-hmm. is more of a realignment of hate. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not careful, we'll hate the things that we're trying to control in other people. <laughs> Rather than hating the things that will trip me up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what will trip me up? An evil heart of imagination. Do you know what will mm-hmm. trip me up? A mm-hmm. lying tongue. Mm-hmm. My lying tongue. Mm-hmm. Okay? You to your your lying tongue is not my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. My lying tongue. Mm-hmm. Okay? Vain thoughts. That'll get me. Mm-hmm. If I spend more time hating the things that will trip me up than hating the people I think are trying to trip me up, mm-hmm. then uh, I'll have a whole lot more uh, my success rate of staying in the way of truth will be a whole lot higher. Mm-hmm. Somehow we've got to reconcile those two pro, uh, approaches mm-hmm. to getting from Egypt to the promised land and say, I'm not going to take the shortcuts. I'm not going to take the short route, but I want there to be a convergence of the path 
that God has for me with the way that I am traveling. And man, something beautiful emerges out of that. Wow. Something very beautiful emerges out of that. And I, I, I think in conclusion today, to wrap this up, we, we've got an example of this in Mark. But first, let's read Zechariah chapter 9. In verse number nine. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. This is a prophetic foretelling of the arrival of the Messiah Mm -hmm. that is coming, we know, into Jerusalem for his crucifixion. Okay? This was told hundreds of years before the event in Mark transpired. It was, it was a date prophetically marked on a calendar. This is the purpose. This is the plan. This is the way it's going to happen. This is how it's going to unfold. And Israel dreamt of that day. Mm-hmm. Okay? When you move down the timeline of human history, There's a lot of wheels and a lot of cogs that have to come into perfect alignment to pull that prophetic utterance off. And we see it in Mark 11. Mm. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, Go your way into the village. Do, Do what? Go your way. Ah, go your way. <laughs> I don't care how you get there. Yeah. <laughs> into the village over against you. And as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied whereon never a man sat. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him and straightway he will send him thither. They had been walking with Jesus and he had been ready now teaching them. Yes, he sure has. Teaching them for three years. Mm -hmm. He was no longer micromanaging them. No, he wasn't. He had taught them. In fact, he would shut that stuff down and say, look, stop. You guys are arguing about this kind of stuff and doing everything. Right. Let me tell you a story. Right. (laughs) He kept trying to shove those principles Mm -hmm. in there Mm -hmm. that would guide them to the fulfillment of the purpose that he had. Mm -hmm. Bring them into the alignment. Mm -hmm. Of, of the will of God for them. Mm. Okay? So verse 4. So they went their way. So they what? Went their way. They went their way. Yep. And okay? Felt- so here you got the ways of the men. Yep. yep. That's right. Walking out. Yep. Now they're walking. They're walking in time. Mm-hmm. What has survived eternally, if you will, mm-hmm. prophetically was uttered. This is going to happen. And as they're marching out through their way, which over the last three to three and a half years, they weren't perfect, but brother, they had been taught and they had begun the process of, of, of aligning themselves to the ways of God. Mm-hmm. They went their way. And found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met. Ah, hmm. now we have the convergence of their way mm-hmm. and an eternal word that was spoken. Two ways. Two ways. Mm-hmm. And when those two ways met, guess what was at the intersection? Mm-hmm. 
of those two ways. The provision that was needed, mm-hmm. the fulfillment, I mean to a T, the intersection of the ways of men and the ways of God is where God strategically positions the provision that you need, the miraculous provision that you need to accomplish and fulfill what has been prophesied to you. Mm-hmm. If you will, listen, if, if you'll learn to merge your ways with God's ways, oh, man. that's where the miracle happens. But you've got to be willing to leave the track of lying and hating every false way and merge it with the way of truth and say, I, I don't want to miss Calvary. I, I, don't, I don't want to miss the epicenter of everything that's been prophesied unto this point. Mm-hmm. I want Jesus to be able to look at me, me and say, walk your way to the way that these ways are going to meet, and this is going to be your answer. It'll be waiting for you. And, and when you get there, bring it back to me, and everything, everything's going to be fine. The, the convergence of my way in alignment with his way is what propels us into the fulfillment of prophetic purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that's, that's what I desire. As a pastor, I want the saints of God that I am privileged to pastor to be able to handle themselves where the two ways meet. Mm. I don't want to have to be there saying, uh, 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 now you know you're not supposed to go left. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go. No. No, when you get there, you know what to do. Look for the cult. Mm-hmm. And when this question is asked, do this. He, you see how he foretold, this is, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. This is the, you know what to do. You can handle this. Mm-hmm. Keep it in alignment. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong journey, guys. It's a lifelong journey. Thank God for teaching that sets it up. Yes. It makes all the difference in the world. So I don't care what it is that you're going through. Trials, tribulations, offenses, just let it go. Mm-hmm. I know that your way may be to react. Your, your way may be to fire off an email. Your way may be to give them a piece of your mind. Feels good. Oh, for the moment. Mm-hmm. For the moment. Yeah. Your way may be, but just trust me. If you'll, if, you'll, if you'll follow his way through this, the provision that you need is waiting there, and the purpose of God will be fulfilled in your life.